Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Across the Board. Uh, this is Braden Reed, and I'm joined today by Mr. Person and Mr. Pasquina for an NBA edition. Uh, the second round of the playoffs just ended. The conference finals start tonight with the Warriors and the Trailblazers, and then the Raptors and the Bucks in the East. So we'll get to that, but we'll start off with two of the regular season awards, the MVP and the uh, Most Improved Player, but the MVP is pretty much down to James Harden and Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, both great in their own regard. Have, uh, Harden's averaging 36 points, Giannis is averaging 27, but can obviously do a little bit more all around than Harden can. Uh, Mr. Person, your thoughts on that? Uh, I just don't think we've ever seen a player like Giannis. Um, and I don't know where that team is without Giannis, whereas the Rock, if you take away Harden, you still have um, all-stars, but my all-stars on that spot. Uh, I'd go Giannis, personally. Do you consider Chris Paul a bona fide all-star? I mean, if Kobe was in his last years, and mm. probably Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Middleton was an all-star this yeah. year. Brogdon's good as well. Well, uh, can I ask a question? Of course. I know it's your podcast. Yeah, go right ahead. Fringe, but you led with the stats, so is it... Are we going – so there's a couple ways to look at it. You can look at, at statistics and the numbers and crunch them or, as you said, the eye test, right? Like, uh, you know, you, you just know what you see. Um, so where where does the debate lie for you? Giannis is obviously extremely physically dominant. He can do pretty much whatever he wants. Um, down low, best player in the league within five feet of the rim, I'd say. Um but I think the league is starting to transition to more of a shooter's league and a perimeter player's league, guys who can score from outside and then don't necessarily dominate down low, but can, again, score from outside, and I think the league is trending in that direction. And I think with the volume at which Harden does that, averaging 36 points a game and able to take over an entire game and put a team on his back, I think makes him more valuable. Um, like I said, in today's league, Giannis obviously really dominant. Um, so, so who would you take right now? You got one game to win. Who are you taking? The Bucks or the uh, Rockets? Team X, a one on one. Team X, and your your first pick for your team, without knowing who else is going to be on your team, without how how you're going to sort of construct the rest of the team. Are you taking Giannis? Or are you taking Harden? Yeah, I think you would take Giannis. Okay, but yeah. there's a whole. The whole idea of the most valuable player is a whole conversation. What do you deem as valuable? Is it who scores the most points? Whose team has the most wins? Is it okay? Put it this way then: you put Giannis on the Rockets and mm-hmm. Chris Paul or and James Harden on the Bucks. Which team is better? Well, they both have built their teams around those guys. The Bucks have surrounded Giannis with shooters because he's depth plays down low. Mm-hmm. The Rockets have. Surrounded Harden with secondary options because he's so ball dominant. So, but who do you take? If you switch, are you who asking you if take? you switch those two, who yes. does better? What team better? Probably the Rockets. The Rockets with Giannis. With Giannis. Right? Who's in the playoffs right now? I, I think like, there's some. There's also some some bias right now. It's it's impossible. I don't know why they, they wait so long to announce awards. Yeah. I don't know when the ballots are due, but I know what I saw when I watched the Celtics series. 
And like a- after the second game was over, it was hard to think that the Celtics were going to be able to come back from that because Giannis was so dominant. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't stop him at all. And I know what I have seen, not just this year, but in like, you know, last year and the year before with Harden um, when he, in the playoffs, like, and Giannis is still going and was just flexing his muscle the whole, the whole second round against Boston and Harden came up short against a depleted Warriors team. I know a depleted Warriors team is still better than a lot of teams, maybe every team, but Man, I don't know. It's hard to unsee that once you see it. So I got to say my my judgment has to be sort of like, I'm an eye test guy to begin with, but that might have clouded my judgment even more. Here's here's the other thing. When the Celtics in game one, they had a a game plan that worked. Like build a wall, right? And don't let Giannis get into the paint. And then game two, Giannis got into the paint. He said, okay, I don't care about your wall. He uh, turned into the Kool Aid Man, right? And just <laughs> I'm you know? still I'm still gonna get to where I need to get to. When we saw teams uh, take away James Harden's um, his left, like egregiously, he still got points, mm-hmm. but he was flustered. Yeah. He did not like he was not the cold hearted killer that he's been all year. I don't think we've seen. I mean, there was a quote. Earlier this year from Giannis, like, yo, you can put Jared Allen on me. You can put any yeah. – no one's going to stop me. No one's stopping me. No one's stopping that, man. Harden sank the Warriors in one of those games, didn't he? One of the games. Oh. One of the games. All right. Both great players in their own I still say Harden, but I can definitely see the case for Giannis. Um, I, I also think it's – I don't know about the Harden is a better fit for the contemporary league as a reason that he should be more valuable. Um, you what, know, do you, what do you consider valuable? Well, wins. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you know, Giannis and Milwaukee were the one seed. He was the not just the best player on the one seed. Um, he was like the most dominant player in in the Eastern Conference, um, and I like the, the flip-flop comparison. Like, if you put Giannis on, you know, I, I just – but uh, I, I just I, – the I know the NBA is a shooting lead. Before we started here, um, before I started here, before I came here, I was refing basketball games down at the Boys and Girls Club, and there were, like, 9- and 10-year-olds chucking it from, like, 30 feet. And coming up from their like, hip. yeah, from their hip, throwing it just like, a, and coming up, I mean, it was like going over the backboard, like six feet to the left, eight feet short. They didn't care because they were Steph Curry, right? right? I mean, when I was little, like everybody wanted to dunk. Dunking was cool. Right. Um, I remember watching the dunk contest in 99, I guess that would be 2000, when Vince Carter put his arm through the rim and did the huge windmill. Yeah, right? Like, you know, the dunk contest. And it, that's when dunking was still cool. And we would lower the hoops and we would dunk. Now, everybody, kids want to shoot. Um, so just because the league has sort of shifted, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to, like, put that as a as a, as a a check in the, the Harden column for him to make that seem uh, more valuable. I know he's incredibly valuable. I'm not, I'm not taking... I don't want to take anything away from him. I just think this year, man, it's tough to unsee Giannis once you see him. Mm-hmm. 
Anything else to add on that? Um, I just think that you take away James Harden from the their team, the Rockets, probably. There's no way the Rockets. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they get to the playoffs, but I'm not. I don't even think the the the, the Bucks are close without. Right. No, that's because they're in the East and not in the West, where it's about the mm. one through ten, really. All right, so we'll move on to the most improved player. Um, this one's pretty tight too. D'Angelo Russell and Pascal Siakam on the Raptors. Um, again, Russell's been out for been out of the playoffs for a week or two now. Um, Siakam's kind of taking a backseat to with Kawhi Leonard. We'll talk about in a bit. Um, both of those guys have made uh, incredible strides. Russell was the guy on a playoff team. Um, Pascal, obviously, this second or maybe third option on that Raptors team. Um, but I think Siakam would be the guy who's made the biggest jump. He's playing. He's been a great compliment to Kawhi in Toronto. Um, D'Angelo is obviously coming to his own. He's had high expectations since he came into the league and hasn't really fulfilled those, mm-hmm. at least to this point. What was he, the number two pick? Uh, the Lakers? Two, two or three. three. Two or three. Two or three. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they moved on from him. They didn't really see him as a leader. But he's kind of filled, started yeah, to fill those was, shoes. because he was 19. Yeah. yeah was, <laughs> there's no 19-year-old that's a, right. a leader, you know, except but, for maybe Colin McGilvery after his speech. <laughs> um, he's kind of filled that role in Brooklyn, but... For you guys, what would you say? Um, I'm going to go against you again here. I think uh, I think you said it. You said Russell's the the main guy on a playoff team, um, and he's the guy that everything runs through him during crunch time. You know, last like four minutes of the game, Siakam's not getting the ball, mm-hmm. or if he does, it's not because he's the first option. Russell is the first option. He led his team to the playoffs, overachieved. I think with the Nets, and I don't think anybody saw the Nets coming this year. And I also think it's harder, it's easier to make the jump that Siakam made from not obscurity, but like role player to significant complementary player than it is to make the jump from complementary player to number one option on your team, also leader, all star. Yeah. So I think that jump is more more challenging and more difficult, uh, which. You know, since he's the main guy on the playoff team, I would I would give it to Russell. Question for you: Is if Spencer Dinwiddie doesn't get hurt, is Russell still the number one guy? Don't know, but even better, he got he did get hurt, right? And Russell end, had to step up, though. Yeah, I I give all credit to Russell standing up. I still think that that path was paved a little bit because it's a young team and it kind of. Leadership is accessible to anyone, but there was a guy who who was doing that. With um, the Raptors, on the other hand, there's no pressure to be the guy because you have Kawhi. So you can just go out and, and, and throw your all at it. Um, I think that's what, what, what we saw. But what I would argue is... Again, like if like if you don't have those all stars, like those bona fide number one guys, like which one of those players does what he did this year? If there's no Kawhi, if it's just D'Lo, do either of those 
players do what they did? I don't know. I, I don't know, but that's... I don't know. I, th- I just think the proof is in the pudding with mm-hmm. Russell. Um, like, he, somebody got hurt. There was an opportunity. He was the guy that took it. They ended up in the playoffs. I don't know. Everything. I, I, just, I just watched Siakam play hot potato with the ball in game seven the other day. Uh, would, you know, I, when, when you watch it, and I know it's game seven of, the, mm-hmm. uh, of a playoff series that Russell wasn't in. Fully mm-hmm. admit, um, but like, dude couldn't get rid of the ball fast enough. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I can't say that Russell wouldn't shy away from that moment. I just think that I just think that maybe I don't know that it's changing like the award somewhat. I guess right. that it's not most improved, but it's like most significant improvement. Right, right, I guess right, maybe right. is how I would be defining the award in this regard. Which guy has more responsibility on their current team right now? I, I think it's if Russell's the number one, I, I think I just think it's him. Because like Siakam, we, we were I was talking to somebody as I was walking a class the other day about I'm excited to see through switches or whatever these possessions where Kawhi gets to guard Giannis because um, it, it's bound to happen at some point. I don't think it's going to put uh, they're going to put him right. put put Kawhi on him all the time. And somebody whoever I was talking to said that like uh, it's Siakam might draw that draw that straw. Right. Um, but like Siakam's not even the best defender on his own team. No. He's not. Um, so I don't know. I think I think you could you convince me. I think I I would go D'Lo. I just hate D'Lo so much. Why? Because he's a Lakers and he, like no, he, he, you are there like a fan. Man. Yeah. Like, do you? Does your sort of dislike for him come from the fact that at all that they gave up on him too early? Um, what did they get for him? Nothing, right? I, I'm mad that he was a dumb 19-year-old and videotaped his first friend doing, like, or like saying whatever about his girlfriend. I'm said. mad that he was a dumb 19-year-old, says the high school teacher. <sighs> Well, yeah. Come on, dude. Like, come on. That 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 was a t- that 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 helped implode the team. The team imploded, I think, in part because Nick Young was like, "I'm not doing this." Because Nick Young was on the team. Well, Nick the Young, team imploded. Nick Young was my top five player. <laughs> I mean, not best player. He didn't exactly player. have a recipe for success <laughs> here. Yeah, you know? was like, what was there to implode? It's not like they were having a ton of success anyway. Well, we had we had hope though. We had youth and hope. And then LeBron showed up. Oh, we'll get to the oh, Yes. We'll talk about the Raptors and Sixers real Love quick. I don't want to spend too much time on this for obvious reasons. Um, Kawhi dominated that series. <laughs> wasn't really close. He went out there and averaged. I don't know what he averaged. But he was scoring 40 points yeah. in like every game. Um, you, you touched on it, Mr. P, about a minute ago. When we were talking about Siakam down the stretch in some of those games, especially game seven. Nobody else in the Raptors wanted the ball. No. It was hot potato. They got the ball to Kawhi, and he took over. I think he scored eight of their – scored the last eight or nine points yeah. for them down the stretch in the final three minutes. Um, yeah, he carried that team. He really looked dysfunctional um, like they have all year. There were some really bad possessions mm-hmm. in the final minutes. Shot clock violation after shot clock violation. Um, and that's what ultimately cost them. Um 
but move, moving into that this Buck series for the Raptors, do you think they can still lean on Kawhi the way they did and expect to come out of that series? I go back to I, this might be the first time Popovich has ever been wrong when he said, "Yeah, I don't think Kawhi has the like leadership uh, 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 skills," and that's like when he left uh, the, 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 the Spurs um, because he set up the whole season. I think we saw Kawhi say, no, no, this is my team. And we, I, they don't have to do it. I'm going to do it. Conspiracy theory. Uh, you know how they, the, the Spurs have such a tremendous culture around mm-hmm. their team. And you know, even Avery Johnson has said years after, he, he still comes back and goes to these Spurs dinners right. where like former players mm-hmm. and coaches and everything still get together. Is it possible that Pop is still coaching Kawhi up? Sort of laid that laid that groundwork because he knew how Kawhi would respond. Still coaching him after he leaves. Like, he's not going to be able to do this. And still motivating Kawhi to, to sort of flip the script on Popovich. Still working. Still working it. Some, some Phil Jackson yeah. meta. Like, mm-hmm. uh, probably. He, I mean, if that's the case, then I think it... I, I agree with you, though. Kawhi took the next... I mean, we all knew he was a great player. Finals MVP, right? right. He could score. He could defend. Um, but that sort of... Whatever that missing piece was seemed to show up in this series, especially with a team that has had so much difficulty in the playoffs. Like, right. Toronto's just been one playoff failure right. after another. Right. Um, so, and during that broadcast, they immediately said that um, this is the greatest moment in franchise history. Which, and they said previously, the greatest moment was Vince Carter almost beating Allen Iverson in a Game 7. Which I thought the, their greatest moment was Vince Carter, like, putting his arm through the rim in that dunk contest. <laughs> I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Because nostalgia. Yeah. But do you think they can beat the Bucks leaning as much as they did on Kawhi? It comes down to role players now. Like, the two stars are kind of a wash. Mm-hmm. Like, Lowry looked terrible. Yeah. I don't trust him. Him. I don't trust him at all. So, I trust Pascal more than Lowry. How old is Siakam? 24, 24. I think. He's young. Yeah, he's a young guy. He doesn't really have... I trust him more Kyle Lowry. No, yeah, no. I still trust him more than Kyle Lowry. Seven points. When you get down, like we said in those crunch minutes, especially as good as a team as Milwaukee, are you going to trust Siakam to be there and make those plays? That's why it's so beautiful. I mean, Marcus all. That mm-hmm. but still a skilled player. He's gonna give you two, two or three threes a game if he's yep. open. He's gonna give you that. Now is he gonna be better than Brogdon or Chris Milton? I don't know. But they have guys and like they have a deep team. They're old a little bit. They have a deep team. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, I, I guess the short answer is I don't know. I don't think they could do that because I think just the further you get into the playoffs, the more role players matter. matter. And eventually you're going to need, you know, even the Bucks, they have Giannis, right? Mm-hmm. But they also have Middleton, all-star. Brogdon's coming back, right? Yeah. So they have other options. Like yeah. when Toronto needs a – if Milwaukee needs a bucket, right. I trust those two guys. Multiple right. guys, yeah. More than I trust Lowry um, or Siakam even, who I – like. You know he can he can he could drive, but like as far as creating his own shot, like I I trust I trust the Bucks role players a little bit more, and I also trust their ability to rebound. 
Mm. I mean, you saw that how many offensive rebounds and True. extra possessions did Toronto get just in that game seven against Philadelphia the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that might have been because Embiid was tired. Right. You know, it's it, kill but yeah, but for, for, you know, the, I think Milwaukee is just sort of a, a more fundamentally sound team than Philly is, um, than this Philly team was. Uh, so I, I think, you know, the further you get in the playoffs, everything tightens up. Um, and the ability to rely on one guy, you know, unless it's that LeBron James team when he was playing with Eric Snow and that, you know, <laughs> like Bob Sura or whoever was on that team, that Cavs team. And like Iverson was carrying like Aaron Mackey uh, through the playoffs. Like that, those, those are exceptions. And I, I don't think that this Toronto team is, is that exception. Okay, question then though. Could we, could you see, could you see Kawhi shutting down Giannis? Holding him to like eighteen to twenty. No, every game. Ah, uh, no. I can see as being the primary defender, like staying on him the entire game and holding. Yeah, him. I maybe one. I can see him holding him to twenty twenty five. I don't think anyone's holding Kawhi. Can I ask an additional question? Absolutely. Could you see Kawhi holding Giannis to eighteen to twenty two a game, and still having? the mental, physical, and emotional energy to score 30 on the offensive end. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Because every time he's, like, failed, he's come back stronger. And in and, and, and his early in the career, when he missed those free throws, next year he came back with an offensive game that was out of his world. Okay. When he was hurt in the Spurs, we've seen him now go off. I think that He's just like he's just disconnect. There is no emotion. Like, the first time we ever saw emotion out of him was that shot. Yeah, he is disconnected from the, his physical and focus is disconnected from emotion. I think. I just think that would be that's a tough ask for him to to hold Giannis down and say, okay, this this freak, mm-hmm. you know, this this physical marvel um, who's been running through everybody, just running roughshod over the whole league this year. Check him. Shut them down. Do what you can. Also, we're going to take 30 shots. We're going to need you to take 30 shots and average 34 a game. Yeah. I, think, I think for the Raptors to have a chance, Leonard is going to do what you, have, what you said to take you on a stride for stride. Someone's going to have to step up on Toronto, whether that's Siakam or Lowry. I don't see it from Lowry. It's interesting. You said Someone, somebody could take him stride for stride when he can take one dribble and dunk from yeah, the free throw. throw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, someone from Toronto's gonna have to step up for them to yeah. win this series, I think. Um, but on to the West, the Warriors and Blazers probably a little more lopsided. Uh, Kevin Durant is going to miss Game One, mm-hmm. most likely Game Two, from what I've read. I think the Blazers need to steal at least one of these games, if not both, for them to have a chance. Um, again, that's a very slim if. Um, but Lillard and McCollum both need to be at their absolute best. Lillard kind of disappeared. Not disappeared, but McCollum was that guy in the game of seven. Won them that game, ultimately. Both of them need to be firing on all cylinders to really give them even a chance in this series. Who's the number three guy? Ronnie Hood. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's a a stretch. That's the issue, right? Even without Durant, the Warriors are still... Or deep. Yeah. Three and a half. It's just a bad matchup. 
everything that Portland does well, everything that Portland has done to get them here, Golden State just does better. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Lillard and McCollum are great. Clay and Steph are greater. Offensively. Offensively, sure. Um, even de- defensively, I imagine. Clay is probably a better defender than either of those guys. Clay is, yes, but Steph is not even close. But Lillard hasn't exactly been Gary Payton, you know, no, in his yeah. career, you know? Uh, where they got Nurkic is a, is a playmaking big guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Draymond's better than him. Um, so it's like they they got a very sort of like similar to some degree makeup. It, it almost just seems like Portland is like Golden State light, really uh, Golden State ultra, uh, almost. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, I, full disclosure, though I am I would love to see Portland win. I would too. That's who I. That's who I, I, I want. Dame. Love love Lillard. Is just they, all they got up there is the. MLS team, whatever, like the Portland Timbers or something. Timbers, like, yeah. And they're so passionate about the Trailblazers. Uh, I would love to see them win. I think it'd be a great story. But, yeah, no, I'm with you. I think this is the more lopsided series. Is Denver a better matchup for the Warriors? Because um, Joe Drake is better than better than Draymond. Obviously not better than KD. But I'm not sure if Katie is really checking the Joker. I, I probably is. I, I would say no, just because Denver doesn't have anywhere near as much reliable scoring as Portland does. Like in order to beat Golden State, you're going to have to score points. And Murray for Denver kind of comes and goes. True. Um, not a criticism of him. Like I think he's a really good player, um, but he hasn't like found that consistent stride yet. Yeah. And like. Yo, uh, the, I I just don't think they, they would have the scoring to keep up. But how do you stop the pick and roll with like with the Joker? Like, yeah, that's an easy two points. It's it's almost like Al Horford almost. I don't know why the Celtics went away from that. I uh, I don't and like I mean, how fast can Denver play? True. Uh, Portland can at least like play fast and they can score points. And if you know, you told me that McCollum and. Lillard came out in the first game, and they both got thirty, and they stole first the first game. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know where all those points would be coming from if it was Denver. I could see a lot of points coming from the Trailblazers. So I'm, but hey, I'm irrationally holding out hope here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can block. Um, it's the Warriors. You can't pick against them. Yeah. Even without KD, their offense changes. Steph's running through pick and rolls and jacking up shots. And, but I, I see Warriors, Bucks in the finals, Warriors in five or six. And I'll give them a better run than the Cavs did these past few years. But it could blow up next, after the after the season. Um, I think it will. There's those speculations of Kyrie and KD to MSG. That wouldn't work. Why? Why would it work? Was Zion? He's eighteen years old. We talked about this for a second He's before. Eighty. You get two. Dis- you get two dysfunctional players. Not dysfunctional. But not dysfunctional. They're trying to. Dis- they we're gonna have to learn to play with each other. Emotional. Bit. Throw an eighteen-year-old raw talent into the mix. You have them going to the finals in one year. It's not a. But it's not. You said emotional, but it's not a lot of positive emotions. 
Like it's a lot of it's the a New York media. KD already has trouble with the media. You put New York media on him, yeah. he's gonna have some problems. Kyrie's Kyrie. You know, I don't know what goes on that guy's head. He's, yeah. he's a sad boy. But um, we'll see. We'll who talk who about took a bigger? Who took the biggest hit this off season so far? Teams? Um, <clears throat> no, just uh, so in general this year. I know this. I'm going off script here, so That's I apologize. Fine. But as an aside, you know, we mentioned Harden earlier, playoff failure magnified, right? Yeah. Kyrie, I don't think nobody has anything positive to say about him right now. No. LeBron, season from hell. Uh, I don't know who am I forgetting. Am I forgetting anybody? Westbrook. 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 Again, great, great one. Totally fell apart. Perfect. So which one, who took the biggest, like, hit to their, I don't want to say, like, their brand, Stunk. but yet, yeah, whose who's stock went, went down the furthest? The most right now. I was looking at a stat that was like LeBron still scored average like 25, 27, like seven, seven and, eight. and eight, and like that was his down year. So like as much as I wanted to say LeBron because I hate him and he's on my late, my late years, he's still average better than most of, most of the stars out there. So it can't be LeBron. Yeah, he's, obviously the team that he was on took a right. hit. They really struggled. Um, I wouldn't say LeBron himself took the biggest hit. I think it's Westbrook. Yeah. Doesn't it have something like the Bronze? The leader, he was the guy. Yeah, they struggled with injuries all year, though. Yeah, they didn't serve, I mean, Lakers front office is god awful. We were people forget. We, we LeBron were, is the Lakers front office, by the way. Oh, people yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't this year. We were top four before he got injured, and they went on like yeah, we out for like seventeen games, and then everyone got hurt. Yeah. We were four. We were fourth. It's got to be Westbrook because now everyone knows. All right, you get. Garbage stats for the most part, and you can't really shoot. And, and, he's, and he's emotionally volatile. And he affected he's a mess. He, like, yo, Paul George was meaner this year, I think, in part because of working with Westbrook. I think that you're right. Westbrook's, you know, as he gets older, his athleticism isn't going to be what carries him through mm-hmm. those games. He's able to shoot. He still can't shoot. You're right. So. Yeah. Um, Thunder made the wrong choice picking him. Yes. Over KD and Harden. I think that's yes. pretty clear now. It was really over Harden. And then KD left. Yeah. yeah. Well, imagine KD left because of Westbrook. Yep. I yep. think it's fair to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Imagine yeah. KD and and Harden and Oklahoma. Oh. Philadelphia also has some decisions to make. We'll transition to that, talking about bad decisions. Yeah. Because um, I think they're kind of at a turning point. <clears throat> a turning point. Um, they've got a lot of egos. Um, a lot of malice to feed on that team. Um, so now is this still a part of the process? Is that still going, or is it? Is, can we, can we, we put that after the game? Bed? I don't give a damn about the process. I think they're at a turning point. I think enough of almost getting there. They need to get there. Get there, right? But are they in the best decision to do that right now? As of last night, Brett Brown is coming back. Mm-hmm. They're not going to fire him after. It seemed like they were going to after a second round exit again. Good. Give that dude another year. Um, he put up with enough crap yeah, that they can agreed. give him another year. But I don't see them winning a finals with what they have right now. I think they have a lot of talent, but it hasn't worked. And we saw that in this playoffs. Embiid is not, isn't able to stay healthy. I love the guy. I love him when he is healthy. We can trade him. 
I will get to that. But yes, um, I think you wouldn't. No. Nope. I would. If you're if you're Elton Brand. If I'm Elton Brand, and if I'm, I'm, I don't know. do, Do you agree that something needs to change? Do you think they can win with what they have? No. No, I don't think so. And I think something will change. Um, yeah, I think they're paying Reddick too much money. Uh, so I think he's going to end his deal's up... deal's over. Yeah, so he's going to go elsewhere. And that's perfectly fine because Reddick could end up on a team that's closer and make a bigger difference. Um, but credit to Reddick, by the way, for coming to Philly before like this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the pieces were there, but nobody knew it. I mean, that picture was still really, blurry. really blurry. And, it, and I think he was part of the reason that it came together the way it did. But I, I think his time is up in Philly. He could go. Uh, I would sit there, before I made a decision on Embiid, I would sit down and talk to him and see how serious he is about his legacy and about his future. And he seems, I mean, the emotion that he displayed after game seven against Toronto would lead you to believe that he's a motivated guy, right? And if he is serious about wanting to get to that next level, um, I would get him with whatever conditioning and strength training coach and nutritionist that I could to make him as healthy as he could possibly be. So he's not crapping out after 28 minutes yeah, or whatever it happens what ultimately to cost them because we saw in the first series, he was able to score 40 points and then he missed a few games. He hasn't looked 100%. He didn't look 100% in this series. He had that infection, whatever it was. But when he's on, he's really he's almost impossible to guard. Um, but he needs like six treatments to get on the floor. Yeah. I I read somewhere he's not eating healthy. Outside he's not taking care of his body. So I agree. I think they need to sit down with him and say, listen, this is what you need to do to stay on the floor. Are you willing to do it? And if they get the, if they get the feeling from that that no, he's not – at least willing to do that, I think they need to go in a different direction because him and Simmons isn't going. It's not going to work long term. You need one of them to be able to score from outside, and neither of them are able to do that right now consistently. Can Can Ben Simmons learn to shoot? Can he learn to shoot? What? So, who knows? I you would like to think so. I mean, an athlete of that caliber. Right? right, lock him in a gym over the summer. So give him a key to a gym somewhere and go in, and you take a thousand jump shots a day from, right. you know, around the world or whatever. I'm not even saying threes, right? Like develop a mid range game, do do something. But he seems to be. I I know you alluded to before how the game is is changing and morphing, um, but I still think Embiid is the more dynamic, more impactful player both offensively and defensively, compared to Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Well, I, you, like I, mean, I like Embiid, man. It was game five of that net series. It was one of those games. Embiid sat, and Simmons went out and scored 31 and looked a completely different player when Embiid wasn't on the floor. Um, he's 22 years old. I think people really tend to rip on him, but... He's a 6'10 point guard. I know. He's, is he a point guard? Yes. Yes. I'd say he's more of a traditional point guard, not today's point guard. I think today's point guard is like Lillard. Yeah. Or yeah. smaller guys who are scoring from outside. But oh, so he's Magic Johnson. I don't. Two golden hands. He just can't shoot yet. He, he scored. I think he put up like 21, 8, 6 the other night. He's Magic Johnson. You're like, come on. 
That's what I heard. I mean, his, his, his college basketball team didn't make the NCAA tournament in a day and age when every team in the country makes the tournament. Have you seen the one and done? He wasn't playing. He wasn't worrying about playing for LSU. And that's why he's not Magic Johnson. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's a great – That's a great. he has a potential to be Magic lesser skill-wise. Do you think one of them – do you think it's going to work with both of them? Or do you think one of them I think it could. Them? Yeah, I think it could. I don't think I, – I, I don't know if, it, if, that, if that's the decision that you have to make. Well, they're going to have to pay both of them max – Close, if not max deals, eventually. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, every leave you much wiggle room for good for serious contributors outside of that. Yeah, but once you get to a certain level, like guys take you know pay cuts, t- guys make exemptions to come to your team if they think that there's something there. We've right. been seeing it for years with Livingston, Iguodala, and Golden State. Those guys could be making more money elsewhere. Yeah, even Clay, they could be making more money elsewhere, but they like the culture. They like winning. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's what they do. We see guys do it. You know, we see guys make that, make that, especially, you know, veterans that have been around the block a few times and understand like what winning can do for your legacy, for your career, for your future employment. Um, so I, I don't think, you know, they're going to, they're going to free up some money with Reddick. I think the decision they'll have to make is uh, Butler, and Butler or Harris. You're going to lose two of these five guys, Next, right? Butler's going to want Max, and he's going to get it no matter where he goes. Um, um, Butler. Well, you don't like it? I, I don't like him on that team. Really? No. He showed up. Nothing. I Sorry. I like him in Philly. I don't like him with that group. Okay, I think he's a sense. Philly type of like, Yeah, because he he's player. like nasty. He's Greed, got like a gritty. Yeah. He's got an edge to him. Which MB kind of doesn't. That's fine. Yeah, well, well, well then, well, then you got to get rid of another. I just don't think in that makeup that works. Um, but I like Butler as a player. You come to LA, we'll take him. Yeah, I know you would. Absolutely. And LeBron. Man, I would love to see oh. him bark the first time what would happen when he barked at LeBron. Oh, yeah. If you put up 30, I Butler would want that. Butler wouldn't want to be that guy in LA where it's just LeBron's team and then you kind of. It's not his team in in in, well, in Philly. Yeah, but it's suffocating when you're playing with LeBron. I'm not saying that's a terrible yeah, that's thing, true. LeBron's. You're right. I think that it kind of gets blown out of proportion by the media. But Butler isn't that kind of guy to say this is your team. I'm just going to sit here and do me. You saw that with him on the Timberwolves, and now kind of with the Sixers. But I think what you're going to be able to net with MB is going to be be able to help you a lot more with. He's a top ten player in the league. You're gonna get a lot for him. I don't think I so think. because I think player teams understand that he's good, but also are afraid that of an injury. Like no one wants Greg Oden. No one wants that. How often does a star no player get traded? You can't put. You can't compare Greg Oden to Joel Embiid. Why not? Hey, why not? Why not? Short lived college careers. Big guys. Injury history. Did Odin have the impact that MB did for that period? He didn't have a chance to have that impact, but he could have. Yeah. I mean, he MB's, he MB's been just flipping. Odin had a greater impact in college than MB did. Right. Odin. I mean, Odin wasn't. He. he <laughs> was, that's, he was that's not what teams are looking for. Embiid's played at such a high level in the NBA that was also like miss a lot of games. Uh, like, because, like we've gotten a taste, but he's also left us. Hanging. Odin played at such a high level in college that 
team they thought he was going to be Embiid in the pros, right. which is why he got drafted over Durant. Right. I mean, think about that for a minute. Durant at Texas was like the surest thing. I mean, sure he was, you know, he, he looked like a broomstick. Right. Um, but <laughs> like thirty five. Yeah, and like, and he couldn't he couldn't bench press. 200 pounds at the combine once or whatever it was or whatever it was like he couldn't even he couldn't even like put up the bar but like he was the surest thing of an nba scorer coming out of like his floor was like george gervin uh and portland still took odin over him um because odin was like a big nasty dominant big dude that could score and protect the rim and was just fierce at ohio state it was back when we still like valued the center the traditional center. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I and I'm. You can't trade Embiid. How often? Look, you you saw the Kawhi trade last year. They got Demar Derozan, who's a fine player, and I can't remember who else. I don't know. But you trade a star player. When do you ever get value for a star player in their prime? I mean, I I heard I have to attribute it to. Uh, Cite my source here on the Bill Simmons podcast years ago. He made the analogy of, you know, you're trading a dollar bill for a handful of change. Like, would you rather have a dollar bill in your pocket or two quarters, three dimes and four nickels or whatever it is? Like, you're not going to get right. you, you trade for you trade and beat. It's you better be getting picks. And that's even that's even riskier than players because you don't know who's going to be in what draft and what's going like what order it's going to fall. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's why I think star players are are as valuable as they are, and you rarely see them get moved the way Kawhi did, unless they really hold your feet to the fire. And Carmelo Anthony says, Denver, I'm leaving. You will not have me next year. Get whatever you can for me. And even then, it was for his worth, like just, you know, pennies on a dollar. Philly has to do something. I think they that's, will. That's the, that's the thing. Philly has to make a shake up something for them to. I think so. I don't even know who title. the potential free agents and everything. I don't. I'm not even there yet, so I can't even speculate on what moves will be made. But yeah, I think they need to trade one of those guys for draft picks and work on the, the development. Still, anything. that's what they've been doing for the past six, seven years. Process for Yeah, but. I don't know. Let's talk about Durant's decision. Um, you talked about him and Odin a little bit, how he's he went two to Odin. He was kind of sitting behind Westbrook in OKC. He's kind of – it's Curry's team, I guess you could say, in Golden State. Fans mm-hmm. love Curry. He's always been the second-best player in the world behind LeBron. He kind of – he wants to go to New York and be that guy. He's like that On a now. team and show that he's – I mean, but the fans – Right. Fans love Curry. Right. The point I'm trying to make is that he's always been kind of the second guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants to go to New York and do that. He, basketball-wise, he should not leave Golden State. He will continue to win there. He's in the prime of his career. It's a well-run team. They will con- In Silicon Valley, they're going to continue to win if he stays. But If all of his championships come from Golden State, though, people want to say it's like his... Legacy won't be what it could have been. If he goes to New York and wins? If he goes to anywhere else and wins. He has to win a championship without being 
on surrounded by those guys doing what he did right in my opinion he's always going to be one of the best top five top ten players of all time I think maybe top 15 skill wise un, undeniable um, but I think he, he could have more to gain by trying to win somewhere else than continually winning in Golden State Why don't we say the same thing about Magic Johnson and Larry Bird? Because they didn't actively go to teams with. But I'm, I'm, I'm in terms of why didn't we ever say, man, Magic has to go play in X. He's got to get away from Kareem and Worthy and all these other Hall of Fame guys that he's playing with. You know what? Bird has to show me that he can do it without Parrish and Mikhail and DJ. And get away from these Hall of Famers and go do it by himself. Because, because those are like two of the five best players of all mm-hmm. time. Right? I'd say that for those particular players, they never they weren't traded into the or they didn't choose to go into those situations. We will never say what we're saying about um um KD about Steph. Because Steph's been there. Clay's been there. Yeah. KD actually chose to come to a, a, a dynasty, whereas Bird did it. They got the players around him, right? Or they, Jordan didn't either. Jordan did not, right? That's the whole thing. It's 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 not that who you're playing with; it's how you got to who you're playing with. It's just yeah, it's widely regarded as a weak move by him. To, That's fair. I, you can you can agree or disagree with that, but no, I'm not I'm not disagreeing. That I know it's a questionable move. I'm just saying I think history. The longer, the more distance we get from the present, the more kindly we look back on the past. Yes, I don't think this. I same thing with LeBron and the decision. Like that will always be a a poignant part in his story. This think, will always be a poignant part in Katie's about, story. We talk about Durant's legacy. I think if he were to retire today. Or stayed with Golden State the rest of his career, he'd be remembered for as the guy who joined Golden State after right. choking that lead to them and then went on to a ton of titles. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna be is that gonna be that's that is that the lead? Because NBA Finals MVP. Like he's gonna have multiple championships. He's gonna be one of the best scorers of all time. I don't think I will remember his sort of like whatever like the the weak link in his in his career if you want to put it that way first don't you think all of the basketball like greats well though like the traditional basketball fans not the fans of this age of of, of, of like the old school that is the least old school move you can imagine if if, if Isaiah went to the Bulls or or, or I was like, what? I if know. Magic went to the Celtics. I know, but again, what? Different era, different time. Like this is the the, the just like that's the game has changed with you know valuing traditional centers versus now valuing you know mm-hmm. shooting point guards or or whatever positionless basketball, so mm-hmm. to speak, or whatever. The game has changed free agency wise too. Mm-hmm. Like the way that you construct a team, whether it's the bomb as many threes as you possibly can, uh, you know, like Houston is specifically structured to win a certain way. Mm-hmm. And like guys, 
now talk and like it's seen you know there it's much friendlier it's much more inclusive than it was in the past so i don't know like that's just the way that basketball is played now from aau through college you know you're trying to tell me that these one and dones that all go to kentucky together that all go to duke together don't conspire don't talk about it and say like hey you know Braden, Randy, let's go. But we're going to go to Salve right now. Right. We're going to win it. We're going to win a title. Um, of course. So, like, these guys talk to each other. Sure. But, okay, Braden, let, let me ask you a question. Who, who's the best player of all time ever? I'd say Jordan, but a lot of people my age disagree with me, if that's what the point you're trying to make. I'm just saying that, like, there's still going to be some truths, even if they're, like, majority truths. You can still say, like, Majority of, of of your generation will still say that Andre is the best player of all time. Kids my age, mostly will say. LeBron. I think you, you can get you can get you can get fifty one percent. It. I just it's, think it's, like, it's tough because kids, you guys have both seen Jordan and LeBron play. I saw Jordan who was on the Wizards. <laughs> I see the clips, maybe. Yeah, um, I get what you're saying, though. I didn't live through that Jordan era. Um, I'm so excited is, to be the old head of this podcast. Yeah, right. Great. So I think it's easier for kids today to mm. say, "I grew up watching LeBron and saw everything he did." Didn't yeah. live through that Jordan era. Just think of the difference of, and I can't speak for your generation, but like, how how offended is your generation? by the the big three and by the, all the unions and by Wade and Bosch and LeBron deciding to play together and and for like Clay and Steph and Durant to play together. And if next year, say, Durant and Kyrie say like, we're going to go to New York, right? And play together. Uh, like, is that a, a problem? Because you said, right? Well, oh, what if Isaiah chose to leave? Mm-hmm. And like that sort of offends an old school basketball fan mm-hmm. and the old guard. Well, guess what? The old guard ain't getting younger. Right, that's right. True. I think there's always been super teams, just not as we know them today. Right. Like you said, all those guys teamed up in South Beach, Warriors now. There's always been super teams. It was the Bulls, it was the Showtime Lakers, but those were all teams that were built. Yeah. I'm even fine with, with, with super teams. I think the issue with KD was he left a team that beat him that was already a dynasty to turn them into a mega dynasty. Like, it wasn't that they were a super team. It was that they were the super team on top and that just beat you. And you just said, yeah, I'm going to go to you. They weren't. Golden State wasn't a, a dynasty yet. Okay. They were a super they team. They had won a title. All right, super team, fair enough. They had won a title, but they had just lost that series of the Cavaliers. They okay. came really close to winning that series. Okay. They probably, nine times out of the ten, they win that series. They were getting there to being a dynasty, but they weren't. Thought of as the greatest team ever, were they at that point? I mean, well, technically, statistically speaking, they won seventy three games. Right. Yeah, they're the greatest regular season team of all time. I hear you. I hear you. I if think they're thought of differently now. If the most, if the if the I don't want to say we aren't the best boarding school in in, in, in the in, on the East Coast, but let's just say hypothetically speaking, we aren't. Okay, if the best boarding school on the East Coast offered you. A position to go teach English history, you know, do whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you would you stay here 
or would you take would you take a, a position at the best, the most elite, like the, the the greatest, most successful boarding school going? It's not you can't compare that because that that boarding school didn't beat me the year before in some English competition or in they're some, beat, but they're beating us but as an institution. They're beating us, right? They're beating us. Um, in a direct, com- if I was in competition or from like that's again, I'm trying to further my career. Hell yeah, I'm going. But I'm not. We're not competing school to school. Like it's not a competition. It's, it's an analogy doesn't work. All right, I don't know. I'm just, so we're up. We're up on Tabor twenty eight to eight. I'm not going to Tabor. No. Tabor comes all the way back and beats us. Say hey, Mister Percy, you want to come coach here? No. You guys are zero and nine. No. No, you don't no. go to Tabor. You I'm stay not, here. I'm not going. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm staying. I'm staying here. I'm not going to Tabor who just beat me in the playoffs. I'm not doing it. I don't know. I'm just been trying to think like if uh, like the University of Pittsburgh offers you you know a scholarship and say like hey you can the rise of Pitt come to Pitt and you're like okay I'm gonna come to Pitt and then all of a sudden the next day like Harvard calls and says hey guess what we want to offer you uh, we want to offer you the same deal mm. you're not you're not going to Pitt you go to Harvard yeah that's fair so uh, I don't know a lot, of, a lot of analogies here yeah. It's 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 tough because it, it, if you put it in, you know, you, we as fans hope that these guys, we sit around and talk about legacy, we talk about history, we talk about how these guys fit. We don't know how much they all care about their legacy and where they line sure. up with the greats of the past. At the bottom of the end of the day, it is a job for them. Like if it is, Katie's job is to make money, to take care of his family, to win maybe, you know, win games, put himself in the best position. Like, that's what he did, right? It wasn't like, I mean, you, the move from Oklahoma City to Golden State could have been based on they beat me last year. Now I got to go there because if I can't beat them, join them. It could also be like, man, the West Coast is way better to live than living in Tumbleweedville where the tornadoes are coming for me every day. <laughs> Golden uh, State's well run. Golden State is a great organization. I'm going to get to play a style of basketball that I enjoy playing, not playing with Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a decision based on like my style of play, based on my future, based on the part of the country. Check, check, check. Let me ask you this. If he, if Oklahoma State wins that series and goes on and loses, wins the finals, I don't Let's say they go on and then beat the Cavaliers in the finals. He's a free agent. Does he still go to Golden State? Uh, no, because I don't think any anybody has ever left their team after winning an NBA championship. I think he does actually. I think he does because I think he hated. I think he hated Westbrook so much. That'd be great. So like, all right, we won. I, I we we brought you glory. I'm out now. I have no problem with him going to Golden State. I think it was just a thing that it just happened. He he choked that lead to. Golden State, and then made, it seems like oh, I'm joining them now. Right. I, I think they would have gone there regardless. There's so many other yeah. factors that could sort of like smooth this over that we we forget about when we just say like legacy, legacy, legacy. Mm-hmm. Real quick, what are you? Well, I'm with Kawhi Leonard because you just said no one's ever left a team when they win a championship. Toronto somehow pulls it off, wins the NBA championship. Does Kawhi leave? I think he's staying now. You think he stays regardless? I think he wants to. Go to I think he's gone. I think he wants to go to to, to L. A. Yeah. Not I think, Lakers, it's, I think no. it's easier. I think it's easier if he wins the NBA Finals this year because he gets his second ring. 
second finals MVP. Let's be real here. Right. I think that's a we we talked a lot about legacy. Guys are guys win these first one two finals. They say I can do what I want now. We saw it with LeBron. True. He went to LA. Is focused more on his business aspect. Um, and we've seen with guys before. KD has won his rings. He wants to go to a place like New York, challenge himself, whatever it is. Right. Should they do it? Probably not. But I think Toronto fans let him leave a little bit, like like, like with more. It's more pleasant when he leaves because it's like, all right, like you brought us something that we probably would have never gotten, and you left, but like you still got you got us one. I, I, I'm still in the camp that he's staying in Toronto. Really, he is now like. A, a, a mythical hero in Toronto. He's an LA kid, though. And who, yeah. who wants to live in Toronto and play basketball through the winter? Ha, have you ever been in Toronto? I'd rather, not, be, I'd rather be in LA. Uh, Toronto is not a bad city. I'm uh, not saying it's a bad city, but you compare Toronto against LA, where you want to be in the winter, I don't think it's close. Well, so they're humans, right? That's what you're saying? Like, that, yeah, they are, but you're also traveling a lot in the winter. You know, like you're traveling yeah. a lot in the NBA season. Oh, so yeah. You're traveling everywhere if you're up in Toronto. Everything. It's all far. Okay. We'll see. T- time will tell. But I think he is receiving. I mean, San Antonio loves that team and they love that organization, but that's what they're invested in, right? They're invested in the brand. They're invested in the logo. They Duncan, Robinson, everybody. Bring them all back. Kawhi will get a reception and he'll be hugged and embraced eventually down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like as of Toronto, he is the greatest thing that's ever happened to that franchise. And once you get to that point, I don't know, man, that's got to feel pretty good. He's that emotions. He is a robot. He, it's, he, he eats just, his cereal without his milk. He just it's separate. You just told me the first time we saw emotions was after he hit that shot. Right. So man, that's the what first it's time that game seven. He, he, ever <laughs> happened. I'd be worried if that man didn't show emotion. He is going to be showered with like praise, emotion, love, adulation, whatever you want to say, it doesn't matter what happens. If they get swept by Milwaukee, it doesn't matter. He still has that moment, and Toronto will still pick him up on their shoulders and just cart him around. Man, I, I don't know. I think they're going to make a pitch to him and say, like, you're, you're the guy. We are going to get you whatever you want. You like, if it didn't you. work with Lowry, <laughs> we're going to find somebody. You're still stuck with that Lowry. We got know, Siakam. But... We're, we're coming. Like, we will do whatever it takes. Man, I, I just think, like, once you ascend to the top of that mountain and become, like, the most important figurehead in that franchise in one year, man, that'd be tough to that'd be tough to turn, turn your back on. True. He's still not the most important entertainer in Toronto, though. He's not Drake. Sorry. He's not Drake. And if he went to L.A., he wouldn't be the most important entertainer <laughs> in L.A. Get, you're at 400th in line. There behind uh, Paul Rudd, <laughs> you know. Get out of here! Oh, All right, we're we'll there. Thank you guys for coming on. Absolutely, uh, this was great. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Of course. <laughs>